everybody. It's Pat Jones, and welcome back to the Superintendent Radio Network. I am very pleased today to be having a conversation with my friend Jeff Higgins. Uh, in case you've been under a rock for the last quarter of a century, uh, Jeff has been uh, a great friend to superintendents and, and, and in many different capacities. Jeff, is that right? That's true. So tell us what you're doing these days and, and, uh, and why everybody should, uh, should be uh, paying attention to what you have to say. Well, I'm currently Vice President of Business Development and Strategic Accounts for Heralds. Uh, I think most everybody is familiar with Heralds, but we're a fertilizer formulator and uh, distributor. But uh, I've worked in almost every aspect that I'm aware of. I know there may be some other boxes, but... Within the golf industry, I've worked uh, for a basic pesticide manufacturer, being Monsanto, and then I worked for a seed company, Pennington Seed. I was an academic professor at Auburn, a turf professor, and then from there I went to uh, Purcell and worked with uh, a basic fertilizer manufacturer, that being Polyon. Right. And then now, now, uh, and then I went to Valley Crest, excuse me, where I worked uh, for an end user or a customer right. using fertilizer. And now I work for Harold's, who is a formulator distributor. So that's kind of a whole circle around the golf industry. Well, I, I, again, I'd be shocked if too many people didn't know who you were. But but not everybody knows that you were there for the birth of Polyon 25 years ago. And that's kind of what I wanted to catch up with you about was, you know, here we are a quarter of a century into the use of Polyon on golf courses in the United States. And, and you know, it's become kind of, a, you know, just a, a must-have product for, for many, many people. But but tell me what it was like when, when you were bringing the product to the market 25 years ago and, and, and what you guys learned through that process and, and the, 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 the value you saw right away and then how that evolved over time. Well, when Polyon was first introduced, it was in 1990 at the golf course show in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, the technology was revolutionary then, and amazingly, it still is the best fertilizer on the market today, which is kind of unheard of given how technology advancements have been made in other aspects of our business. But with uh, fertilizer, we just haven't had anything to come along that was um, any better, more efficient, more economical. But when the product was first introduced, it was positioned as, okay, whatever slow-release product you're using in a blended fertilizer, replace it with Polyon. Right. And what we found was that that was probably a little short-sighted in some markets because people were using diluted blends, 50%, you know, 75% sulfur-coated urea, putting it out at one pound of N per thousand, which is kind of the standard application. Mm-hmm. And when they did that, in some environments, the product wasn't, working or did not perform up to the standards or expectations of the superintendent. So we kind of dug in, did some research, and what we found was it's not necessarily rate or pounds of N per thousand with polyon and control release fertilizers that's important. It's more uh, important to look at number of granules per given area. Right, so dispersal. Exactly, because if you look at the technology, it releases by temperature and temperature alone. It has to have some water to activate it, but water's not a limiting factor. So it's temperature. So if you've got one granule that's just metering out a little bit of nutrient every day, well, then the turf grass response is going to be a function of how many of those granules then do you have 
metering out product over a given area. Mm -hmm. And and what we've learned over the years that the technology is very flexible in that we can put a product out there at a certain rate or number of granules per given area to where we can either just hold color in turf without all the growth or we can actually grow in a golf course from one application. So there's a lot of variability in its use if you understand how the technology works and the importance of number of granules and their distribution. Right. What, what, you know, again, your time with this product, what else have you learned that was different? Because one of the things that we've really seen in the last 25 years, and you're right, almost everything has completely changed in 25 years, and here's this product that still pretty much works as advertised uh, from 1990. But, but what else have you learned along the way, and particularly as the... The, the the idea of, of how much nitrogen you're putting down and the idea of controlling flush and, uh, you know, the emergence of the desire for fast and firm conditions. How has the use of polyon changed or even the product changed over that time? Well, I mean, we've learned a lot internally and, uh, you know, downloaded that information in the marketplace through uh, the experience at FarmLinks and educational process of how fertilizers work and that understanding, but the technology um, is unique in that you can coat the product with different thicknesses of the polyurethane that make, make up polyol, which in turn controls how fast nutrients come out. And over time, what we've learned is with budget cuts being reduced and lawn care business growing, we've identified ways to use the product and looked at you know the economics of that. Mm-hmm. Where most most superintendents, and certainly in the lawn care business, their fertilizer purchases are based on cost per ton or cost per bag. And the hurdle with polyon was, well, it's more expensive. But if you look at the longevity and how long it lasts and the things you can do with it, the actual cost per thousand square feet or per acre is actually lower. Making future applications and saving labor, uh, there's a lot of benefits to the technology, that, but it requires an education. Well, it's an ROI story versus that sort of instant gratification thing, and, and that's that's a harder analysis. But I think it's one that more superintendents do today with almost any product. Yeah, and they've had to because budgets have been cut. Mm-hmm. What we've seen is we've seen uh, a much greater adoption and interest in the technology now than we did back when it was first introduced. Because back then, people looked at it and said, well, it's just expensive coated fertilizer. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't understand fertilizers. And fertilizers are still not well understood, but they're more understood. And, you know, back then, those were the hurdles were cost, but those have kind of changed because superintendents have gotten more business savvy, the budgets have been cut, and they're understanding. You know, labor's half my budget. If I can save labor, then, you know, if the technology will save me labor, that's, you know, going to help my budget. And so we've actually seen a lot of interest in the technology and uh, growth in the product from those viewpoints. Right. The other thing that you've seen are, and it's still thankfully mainly a regional problem, are restrictions on, on fertilizer use. And you're seeing now in, you know, in New York and Wisconsin and not even down you know, Florida, uh, where, where people are, are having to make choices about what they're doing on their nutrition programs. Um, how does Polyon work in, the, in those issues when you have those challenges? Well, we've done work with you know, government bodies starting up in Long Island, New York, several years ago in the Chesapeake Bay and of more recent Maryland and the counties in mm-hmm. Florida with black, blackout periods where no fertilizer can be applied. 
And what we found with Polyon, with this technology, we can make it through the blackout period, for example, in Florida, with the right technology in terms of coating thickness. We got the right Polyon product applied at the right timing and rates. We can make it through. And other technologies, we have not been able to do that. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other big benefit of the technology is um, leaching is insignificant. And as water becomes more and more of a concern, which is going to happen, and it's already happening in a lot of places in the United States, and it will be everywhere because water is a very precious resource to all of us. And what we found is the leaching risk with polyon technology is non-existent. Yeah. And it just by letting them, if it's just metering out a little bit of nutrient every day, you're not putting that dump or that environmental load of nitrogen or whatever nutrient into the environment. To right. be if you do have a leaching event, it's very minimal that leaches. So and then the technology just starts right back diffusing, metering out a little more fertilizer every day. Right. So, what, what are some of the typical questions you're getting these days? You know, we're, we're, we're sort of in the middle of winter right now, and, you know, so you're looking at, you know, through the, the, the far south season going on right now, but as the northern season starts up, what are some of those questions that you're getting from supers on how to maximize their investment in Polyon, and what are you telling them? Well, and we've had a few, um, and I call them revolutionary or, you know, they're out on the forefront, the, the superintendents that trial new things and they're open for new ideas. But we've had some superintendents, both cool season and warm season um, courses, where they have adopted the idea or the notion of reduced number of reduced fertilizer applications. Mm -hmm. The hurdle, one of the hurdles uh, has been uh, to use polyon. Most of the time, we're having to apply use rates above a pound of M per thousand, even up to as high as uh, three pounds per thousand. Which freaks them out a little bit sometimes. Yeah, it does. It freaks them out. In their mind, they're seeing burnt grass or bailing hay, you know, clippings just. So once they get confident in, uh, in the technology and understand how it works and the benefits of it, we've had several superintendents have adopted that strategy and seen the value in doing, for example, in cool season turf, a fall application that is timed. So it gives them their fall growth, gives them their fall uh, carbohydrate production maximizes that and then shuts down when the temperature gets cool in the wintertime. And then when temperatures warm up in the spring, the product starts back releasing nutrients and it gets them all the way through to the next fall. And they've seen the value in that, but that's just a whole different concept of turf grass fertility than in the past. And that's what's so unique about the technology. Uh, you can take lighter coated polyon products and use them like other traditional fertilizers or slow-release fertilizers, or you can leverage the control-release properties of it and put it out at higher rates mm -hmm. and the longevity. Mm -hmm. And we do the same in warm-season turf, where traditionally, you know, you make several, anywhere from six to how many other applications a year on Bermuda grass in Florida, and they can do it in two or three. And we found that the, the nutrient requirement is less. You don't have to put out as many total pounds of the end for the year. And I think that's really important, and I, and I think that's too where, where this fits into this, this notion of precision turf, where we're really managing based on real-time metrics. We're looking and we're seeing what the turf needs and feeding it the way it needs and treating, treating the pests that are there and you know, getting beyond even integrated pest management strategies and getting this whole idea of precision turf. And, you know, I, and I really think that's going to be one of the themes, you know, in the next 10 years, maybe, 
you know, you, you've, we've just completed 25 years of using Polyon, and as you look forward to the next 25 years in a world of precision turf management and less water availability, where do you see Polyon fitting in the next quarter century? Well, I see a, a great opportunity for the technology going forward, given environmental regulations and economics. I mean, the technology, we can actually, we've got a software package that's called Polygraph, where we can show you the release of the product before you ever make an application. And we've done field research with academia that correlates, you know, is that predict how accurate is that predictability on the actual release of the polyon into mm -hmm. the turf? Mm -hmm. And we found a very high correlation. There was no significant difference between those. So that is a very valuable tool, especially when we get into these um, sensitive areas of regulation and monitoring, whatever, that we could actually build a fertility program and show you what the nutrient release is on a weekly basis. And, and you know, going forward, I see this industry getting that technical in managing fertility management because of just water issues and concerns of, you know, nitrogen in the groundwater, cause, which is a legitimate health concern. You know, that's why the Clean Water Act establishes these maximum con contamination level thresholds for mm -hmm. nutrients and pesticides and different things, because at certain points they cause problems, either health concerns or environmental concerns. Well, and, and reasonable or not, it is what it is. Those are the rules we have to live by. And, it and, and, and it's, you know, unlikely that they're going to go out and change the rules just because, you know, we're not happy with them. So, well, you mentioned that you mentioned the polygraph thing. What, what are some of the other resources? Because I look at your blog. I, I, I read your blog on heralds.com, and, and, and I think it's really helpful. What are some of the other resources that folks can turn to if they're interested in finding out more about, you know, 25 years of polyon and how it can work for them today? Well, if you go Coke, who is the manufacturer of Polyon, mm -hmm. and several other fertilizer technologies, has a, a really nice website that covers all the different fertilizer technologies and how they work. And certainly Polyon is there. They can get information there. Or they can go to heralds.com. We have um, a wealth of information and informa about Polyon as well as just turf grass management and in general. So right. I would urge superintendents to check out both of those websites um, as well as you know, academic uh, information. There's a lot of third-party information on the research because Polyon's been around for, as you said, 25 years. It's got a proven track record. It's a lot of information and test data, unlike, you know, some of the newer technologies that are in that same category of control release that mm -hmm. have recently come on the market. They are, you know, they don't have the proven track record and worked out the bugs, if you will, of how to use the technology and leverage it and understand it so well uh, i gotta tell you my friend it's hard to believe we're talking about this 25 years later it makes makes both of us a couple of old dogs but uh hopefully we're, we're old dogs that can share some new tricks with a whole new generation of uh, customers and readers out there and uh, i want to thank you for your time i appreciate it i know you're a busy guy well, Pat, always a pleasure to speak with you, and hopefully you and I will still be talking to each other 25 years from now. <laughs> we can only hope, sir. We can only hope. <laughs> hey, everybody, stay tuned for more great Superintendent Radio Network and GCI stuff.